Thanks for choosing In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. And our special guest today, Center Ted Karras, the pivot, point man for the Bengals in their offensive line. The only guy besides the quarterback that hands the football every single play. We had a good one doing it here with the Cincinnati Bengals. He's a captain for a reason. He's won two Super Bowls, been on two Super Bowl winning teams for a reason. Ted Karras understands the game of football. He understands what it takes to compete at a the high level, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, every way you can. He talks about that. He talks about recharging the batteries during the bye. He talks about the stretch run, final eight games, and what it's going to take to achieve their goals. Ted Karras knows what it's going to take. Ted Karras has been there. That veteran presence and experience is invaluable. You're going to love Ted Karras. Everybody does. Thanks for joining us once again in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, coming to you from our outstanding studios. And we have an outstanding guest with us right now. This guy is a leader of the football team, captain, center extraordinaire, none other than Mr. Ted Karras. Appreciate you joining us on the on your buy. Your buy's already started, Ted. Appreciate it, sir. Well, thank you for having me, Dave. That's an excellent bio. That was, I'm, I'm blushing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that was a heck of a football game against the Carolina Panthers for the guys up front. I, I'm going to read a, a, a quote that I thought was great uh, earlier, earlier in the week before the Carolina Panthers game from Ted Karras. I'm going to be a demeanor hound. There's not going to be any stalking. There's not going to be any moping. We're going to get back to work. And I'll be a son of a gun if you guys didn't get back to work and just kick some tail, man. It was awesome. That was so awesome, man. You know, I didn't, I didn't even have to hound anyone. This team is, this is the best, you know, one of the best locker rooms I've ever been a part of. And you know, these guys come to work every day with the, you know, the same mission. That's ultimately to achieve victory. So it was a great week of practice. Um, you know, very smooth, very clean, and you know that translates to good performance on Sunday, which was what happened. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. And, you know, as a as a former lineman, it all comes down to like fit, you know, and then finish once you get fitted right. And it was just a little bit off, you know, in terms of the fit um, against Cleveland. And you you mentioned it, a hat on a hat. Make sure you get that right hat on the hat in, in proper placement and all that sort of thing. And it's just sometimes it's just a, a little bit, but it makes a big, big difference. But I'll tell you what, against Carolina, oh, man, you guys were fitting, finishing, moving bodies. I mean, it was a sight to behold, man. It was a lot of fun out there and executing at a high level. I got to give a lot of credit to Joe Mixon. He, he made some excellent reads uh, and some really outstanding runs. And, um, you know, to a franchise record, big congratulations to him. Uh, that's really special. Anytime you can have a record, you know, in, in a franchise in this league is, is is a special moment. You know, a few guys in the locker room mentioned uh, Brian Callahan Saturday, meaning that, you know, he was pretty much all business and um, there was a little bit of urgency as such or ho whatever his presentation uh, was like. Can you share not necessarily what he said, but how he said it? Was it something that kind of uh, was the, the I uh, dotting the I and crossing the T? As, as the week on, uh, ended and you guys went into that football game? Well, I don't think the O-line was in the, this meeting because a few people okay. have asked me about this. Um, 
and I, I don't know. No, I, I can't recall, you know, him. He has a meeting at the beginning of the week, but um, I, I heard some great things, though, from the skill guys. Everyone was fired up, ready to yeah. go, uh, you know, Saturday night, so, uh, or Friday night. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, obviously whatever he said in that meeting was uh, great because the offense, I thought everyone executed at a very high level. So what what did you guys talk about as an offensive line? Um, not not necessarily just you know Frank talking to the the players, but amongst yourselves. I mean, what was what was the message that was conveyed up and down the line of scrimmage to each other during the course of the week? Well, we knew we were going to have you know a, a tough challenge. Derek Brown and Matt Ioannidis and, and Brian Burns um, are you know three great D linemen. Um, so the personnel, you know, we were you know very locked in on who they were, how they did things. And knew that we're going to have to play our biggest, you know, uh, best performance, our strongest performance, um, and especially on the inside. I thought me, Cap, and Cordell, we were very focused on, you know, handling those two guys. And ultimately, they didn't really end up on the stat sheet at all. So that's kudos to those two, um, you know, and, you know, the, the overall O-line performance as a whole. Yeah, I thought that uh, the way you attacked them w- was great. Like, you get after them inside, like you talked about, to anchor them and stabilize them. And then once you did that – then came the uh, the angle blocking, you know, the the uh, the pin and pull, you know, where you'd, you'd pin and pull the tackle. Both LC and Jonah were getting out there and getting big body on smaller body and just pancaking people. And, uh, you know, it really, everybody, offensive line blocked well, uh, pulling guards, trapping, uh, a lot of things. I mean, Carolina's like, whoa, where's it coming from now? What, what, what angle am I going to get hit from? Who's going to hit me first? And, you know, Hayden Hurst made a block on Burns that was, oh, he brought it, man. He, 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 Burns felt that hit. I think he was out of the game for a little while. And totally legal. I mean, it's just a heck of a physical thing. And it, and it seemed to me that that was the, the message of the night. I mean, you guys, the physicality of it was very impressive. And when you go back and watch that film, there's so many big impact blocks by, you know, guys that aren't alignment. I mean, Trent Taylor and Tyler Boyd cracking defensive ends. Samaj P. Ryan, I would put up as the best uh, blitz back, blitz protection back in the league. I, you know, he makes some blocks that are really, really big for our success. And then shout out to the tight ends, Hayden, Mitch Wilcox had a lot of good blocks in the yep. game. Uh, Devin Asiasi. So, you know, a lot of people were stepping up. Receivers were blocking. O line was getting our job done, and you know, Joe was really running the ball hard. And you know, that translated into, into five touchdowns for Joe Mixon and, and a big game on the ground. So. You know, we're going to have to continue to do that. And we have a stretch here coming up with, you know, a lot of good defensive fronts, a lot of good teams. And, and you know, we're going to need to, uh, you know, score and maintain time of possession. And that that's the formula to do it. And time of possession, uh, the first half, some of the numbers are nuts. They really are, Ted. I, I, don't, I haven't seen the first half like that where it was so much to so little. <laughs> Not just 35 nothing. I mean, statistically, everywhere you can be. You mentioned time of possession. You guys have the ball. 21 minutes and 44 seconds to their eight minutes and 16 seconds. I've never seen a time of possession advantage in the first half of 13 minutes and 32 seconds. I mean, that's a, that's a big number for a game, not a half. You guys ran 45 snaps for 311 yards and 35 points. They ran 17 snaps for 32 yards, less than two yards of play for no points. I mean, it, it was just it was shake up a big old can of butt whip and spray it all over, man. Plus you were plus three in the turnover department too. I mean, every way that you could dominate the Carolina Panthers as a football team, you guys dominated them. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I've never been a part of a half like that either. I mean, 35 points, I can't even, you know, I, I would say at any level, I mean, that's a that's a strong offensive performance. And we were feeling that 21 minutes. I know I was going into halftime uh, after that last <laughs> touchdown. I had, a, I had a nice cold red Gatorade ready to go for the second half. But, yeah, we were out there 20 minutes of football. So, um, you know, obviously, though, that's that's what you want to do. Make them play defense. Have your defense on the sidelines in a in an uncharacteristically hot uh, November afternoon. You know, it was pretty interesting weather, too. So I thought we handled it. It's a testament to our conditioning. Uh Credit to Joey Bose and our strength staff, keeping us in condition, ready to go, you know, the distance in a hot November day. Joe Mixon in the half, 15 carries, 113 yards at halftime and already had three three rushing touchdowns. I thought an interesting thing was uh, during the course of the game, for the game, you had two running backs plus runs for 29 yards. Joe Mixon had one for 29, Samaje Pirine means – Joe averaged over seven yards a carry. Samaje averaged over eight and a half. I mean, the two running backs uh, combined, uh, let me make sure I get this right. I think it was 28 carries. Yeah, 28 carries, 204 yards out of Joe Mixon and Samaje Pirine combined. And they both hit one for 29. That's, that's like you said, that's like getting it done at all levels. So you, you got them to the second and third level before they were even in jeopardy of any way, shape, or form. It was crazy. Yeah, and they were making great reads, too. I mean, there was two touchdowns where Joe uh, bounced bounced it, bounced read, and, yep. you know, obviously had the speed to get to the edge, get to the get to the end zone. So, you know, those guys have been doing a great job. We've been locked in. Uh, it's great to see them have success. It was funny. I had a, 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 a visitor at the game who's just one of my, my sister's friends, and uh, he had traded Joe Mixon in fantasy the week before, so he was really – he was really feeling bad about himself that night because oh. yeah, I think yeah, with with five touchdowns, uh, it's 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 pretty unprecedented. Oh, that's a bummer, no question about that. Here's something. Here's a stat that uh, that I find real interesting. Joe Burrow in the five wins, Ted, twelve touchdown passes, no interceptions, no lost fumbles, clean. Twelve touchdown passes, no giveaways. In the four losses, six touchdowns, six interceptions. Two lost fumbles, all eight of his personal turnovers. So if if Joe Burrow, you know, takes care of the football, and what's going to help him take care of the football is run it like you guys did, makes it a lot easier for everybody. You guys protecting him, him ball security, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's 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 stark, you know, that that comparison, that contrast. But man, won't you take over 200 yards rushing, over 200 yards passing, and balance? I mean, the first drive, five passes, four runs. But one of those passes was a screen. So to me, it's like an extension of the run. So I'll go four and a half, four and a half, you know, real balance in the play selection. You had 22 first downs in the first half. 11 times you go to throw it, complete eight for almost 90 yards. You run it 11 times for 77 yards. Balance in the play selection, balance in the productivity, the efficiency, the execution. That's that's all you can ask for, man. Yeah, I think Frank and uh, Zach and uh, Coach Callahan did a great job uh, scheming up a, a, a really balanced attack and and then credit to the guys going out and executing it. And, you know, like you said, turnovers, I think, you know, if you look at, you know, throughout the whole NFL is one of the biggest uh, statistics that affect wins. I think if you're plus one, it's over 70% win rate in the yep. turnover game. So, um, you know, we know that we know we want to take care of the ball and 
you know, in, in our wins, that's been our formula. So, you know, we need to kind of, you know, carbon copy that, play smart fundamental football with a balanced attack, like you said, and, um, you know, going, uh, you know, going to these games very confident that we're going to take care of the ball and, and come out with victory. You know, against the Steelers to open the season, you end up going minus five. Since then, you're plus eight. You're, you're plus three right now. And, and that's tied for fifth in the NFL in the turnover department. And as a result, you've won your share of football games like we're talking about. And that, that stat is, I mean, the turnover ratio is probably the truest stat, you know, in the National Football League. How about this turnaround, too? Against uh, Cleveland, your first six drives, five of those six drives, you ended up in Cleveland territory at some point during the drive but didn't get any points out of it. And in this football game against Carolina, first eight drives, six get in the red zone, all six you punch in from the red zone, six for six in red zone productivity. Right now in the red zone, Ted, you guys are, um, are third in the NFL. 72.4% of the time now with that big day in the red zone, you scored touchdowns. That, that'll that get it done too, won't it? Yes, it will. And that's, you know, that's another big statistic that affects, uh, you know, the win column. And I think, you know, we've been doing a good job executing when we're down there. One thing we want to maintain is being penalty free still. I think we're, you know, one of the, one of the least penalized uh, yep. offenses in football. Knock on wood. We got to keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's another indication and we're executing and finishing drives and that that leads into time of possession and first downs earned and keeping your defense off the field. And our defense has been playing great when they're on the field. So we need to keep playing complimentary football like that and, uh, you know, you know, bring you know, everyone to the table against, you know, good teams coming up. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, that was that game was complete and complimentary, man. It, it was it was a masterpiece. There's no doubt. So now you got to, uh, you know, you did a great job as a football team compartmentalizing, you know, the, the Cleveland game. Those things happen. Stinkers happen. How are you going to respond? Look how you guys responded. It's almost like after a game like that, man, I'm not sure I want to go to the bye. Let's keep, let's keep rolling. You know, that's a, what you do. You got the bye. You got to go. You got to take the bye. Uh, and, and honestly, with the number of injuries you got, Ted, it's not a bad thing, really. I mean, maybe you'll get a few more hands on deck coming out of that bye. And and uh, and then you got to go to Pittsburgh right away, and that game was just flexed. It's no longer a Sunday night game. It's a it's a four fifteen or four twenty five start. It's the late afternoon start now, yeah, in, in Pittsburgh. But that's the flying the ointment right now. Zero three in the division. Got to go on the road and get that first division win, don't you? Yeah, good. It was flexed. We'll take care of business. Get home a little sooner. Yes. You know, yeah, that's what we're thinking about. And you know, I've encouraged everyone to in my own self to take the buy and really, you know, enjoy yourself, get away. If you need to get away, you know, take a second to refresh. Cause I think, you know, not only like you mentioned, we're going to get some guys back physically, but you know, there's a big emotional aspect to this league and to, you know, weekly performance, daily performance, and even just a small respite of, you know, from that can do a lot of guys, a lot of good. And I hope everyone takes advantage of it. Um, and it, you know, we should come back refreshed and ready to go with games that are ultimately going to, you know, determine the fate of the 2022 season. So it's going to be very exciting and it's fun to go in the bye with a win and you cannot think about it for a while, which I encourage because then we'll come back refreshed, but you know, come next Monday, you know, we're, we're all, we're all Pittsburgh. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and you look at it, like you mentioned the, the, the second half of the season, the last eight games at Pittsburgh at Tennessee, 
Um, you know, two worthy opponents, obviously. Then you get Mahomes uh, at home against with the Chiefs. And you get Watson, Deshaun Watson, with the rematch, Cleveland at home. You go play your former teammate, the GOAT, Tom Brady at Tampa Bay. New England's got good young quarterback play. Buffalo's got Allen. Baltimore's got Jackson. So the defense is going to be stressed by some pretty good quarterbacks, obviously. And like you mentioned, all these defenses, there aren't any slouches in that in that group mm-hmm. from a defensive standpoint. But you got to think, we got to play at a high level offensively because our defense, it's not easy for them either. It's no joke with these quarterbacks we're going against. No, and this is, you know, these are all, I think every team you mentioned is, you know, a plausible playoff team in yep. their respective conference. And it's a lot of AFC games that can really affect the standings. And, you know, first things first, we need to go on the road to Pittsburgh. I, I don't know the name of the stadium, but Old Hines. Yep. And get a win, get a division win, because right now we don't have any. And that's, uh, you know, that's something that obviously we don't like. And, you know, we owe these guys from week one where we didn't play our best, and, you know. And, um, you know, I have all the confidence in the world and our defense to hold up against anyone that you mentioned there. And But it's on us, like we said earlier in this interview, to control the ball and score in the red zone, ultimately score points, and because we're that's what we're going to need to win these games. Ted, you're you're an unquestioned, respected team leader. Did you uh, did any younger players like Volson, for example, or anybody did did anybody come up to you to ask uh, advice how to handle the bye week? And I mean, you know, obviously you got to take care of your rest, take care of your diet. You know, I, I know I I had teammates that uh, if we had had a bye, they would have gained 15 pounds in four days. I mean, some guys are not very disciplined and a little unruly in that regard, but. Did you have any advice for any of the younger players or any players in, at all that uh, on how to be a pros pro like you are? Well, you know, just again, what I said earlier, which is to you know, kind of just take a break, especially just as far as a competitive stamina standpoint, which I think is the number one trait to be successful in this league is being able to compete your very hardest every single day and be scrutinized for it, not only in front of your peers and your coaches, but also publicly now with Twitter and all the you know, online coaches, all the ranking systems that we have. It's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a mental drain, especially guys coming into the league. And, you know, it's something you have to learn and you have to condition yourself to. So the fact that we get a break, even from that, to me is more valuable than the physical aspect. I'm ready to go every day physically. Um, you know, very blessed to be half the season, you know, still feeling good and, um, you know, want to continue to do that. But, the mental, you know, and emotional aspect of it, I think, is the bigger break in the buy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and I love that online coaches. Uh, we just talked to Lou Anarumo a little bit ago, and he, he's going to go down to West Virginia. His son's on the football staff down there, and he says he's going to sit in the stands and and, and, and be a, a fan coach like everybody is. You know, oh, why'd they make call, that call? Why'd they do this? Why'd they do that? That's that's what makes, that's why everybody loves the NFL, I guess, as much as they – as they do because they all think they can do a better job. You know, it's a, it's, it's the nature of the beast. I think you hit such a great point though. Um, you know, I, I call it almost like the spirituality of the game. You know, it's like uh, it, there's, there's so much invested uh, from an intangible aspect, you know, it's the tangibles, the, oh yeah, you know, lifting weights, uh, you know, banging bodies, doing all the things you have to do to physically get ready to, to play the game at a high level. But, you know, then there's the intangibles and, and those 
that's what separate you. You're, you're going to see a lot of guys out in the streets that from a physical aspect could qualify. You know, it's like, Oh, that guy, geez, he looks like he could play in the NFL, but a lot of guys don't make it in the NFL because they can't handle the intangibles. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And I mean, I was even joking with my wife when I got home today, I was like, I feel like a different person. There's not a performance looming. I don't have to perform tomorrow. And, and there's not a game looming on Sunday. Obviously we have Pittsburgh, you know, in the back of our heads uh, right. at all times, you know, but you know, it's just funny how, yeah. I mean, there, there are so many different aspects of being ready to go every single day to be successful because your teammates are counting on you. Your coaches are counting on you. The city is, your families are. So, um, you know, it's a fun break. I'm very excited to enjoy the bye. Not really, we don't really have any plans. So, um, that's, that's kind of the best plans, honestly. Well, you mentioned, uh, that after, after the, the big win, uh, at home against Carolina, you had some family and friends in town, you were going to go celebrate. Um, what's it been like being able to come back and play, uh, in front of and be so close to and have as many people be at those home games at Paycor Stadium for you? Well, I think it's so special because, you know, my family's always, you know, been just a, an amazing part of my life. And, you know, football has kind of been our business for as long as I can remember. And yeah. to play at the top of the, you know, in the at the top in the NFL is such a special thing and a fleeting thing and a temporary thing that you, you know, you can never take for granted. So anytime I get to share it, you know, my families and friends have come to so many games across the country. And now, you know, I'm two hours away, you know, we have, we're going to have a ton of people at every home game. And it's just, it's a lot of fun to share that with them. You know, so many people have helped me along the way and, you know, it, it was, it's a, it was a, a huge opportunity for me to be able to come back and play football in the Midwest and, uh, had the success we're having so far, we need to keep going, but it's going to be a lot of fun. It has well, been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has it must have been so far. You, the, All those family and friends just saw a heck of a game against the Carolina Panthers like we talked about. You know, the Carolina Panthers, they were 10th in the National Football League coming into the game in yards allowed per rush. They were salty. I mean, they they played well. They had a stretch in a 25-game stretch. All of last year and the first half of this year, including, you know, your football game, they had only given up one opening drive touchdown. One in 25 games, a year and a half. You guys get the ball at the 10-yard line after a penalty, go 90 yards, nine plays against them, and score a touchdown. I think it got them on their heels. They were like, what? This this doesn't happen. Do you think that was a tone setter? Absolutely. And I think if you look at our, our victories so far this year, it's starting fast and playing with the lead. Um, I, you know, we, we, we had a great script. Zach had a great early script and, and had a great game plan. And, the, you know, the guys really executed it. So, the, you know, that's where you want to start, you know, with a nice five minute drive, 90 yards. I mean, probably it was more than five minutes, honestly, but yeah, I think it was like seven and a half. Eight, yeah. Six, yeah. Take half the first quarter and go up seven. Oh, and that puts you right. on. The other team on notice, now they're playing from behind. Uh, offense feels a little bit more pressed. They go three and out, and we scored again. So now everyone's really pressing on that sideline. An early 14-0 lead, and, you know, you have to maintain that and continue executing. But that's a, you know, that's a formula we'd love to continue every week if we can. So I remember in games where it went well at the line of scrimmage, and, you know, we'd come back to the huddle, and we'd all be looking at each other kind of like, Without having to say it, it's like mm, this is going to be a good one, man. This one, this one feels pretty good. We're taking control of this one. 
did you guys – and a lot of times we verbalize it too to be like, man, come on, keep it up. Keep the keep the foot on the gas. Don't let them, don't let them breathe, man. Let's you know keep your foot on their throat. Uh, did you guys – was there any point in the game? Was it that first drive or was it a little bit later? Was there a point in the game where you guys looked at each other and said, man, Let's stay after these guys. We got them now. They're, they're, they're going backwards. <laughs> I think there's a moment in every game where you can feel that, and you have yep. to, you know, learn that as a unit and as a team to really kind of nail the game shut. Obviously, this one was earlier than most of the games in the NFL are going to be because it'll be a fourth-quarter drive that usually determines that outcome. Right. But I was glad at halftime no one hit us with the it's only 0-0 cliche at least. They didn't, we didn't go that far. But people were saying, you know, we, uh, you know, let's keep it on. We're going to go back out there and score and really put it away. And, um, you know, we, we did. So do you think as a player, as an intelligent player, a captain on the offense, do you feel like at this point in time, halfway through the season, as you get into the bye, and I know the coaches are going through the whole self-scouting process and, all right, well, there's tendencies here. We got to break, you know, we got to, Maybe let's confer with our defensive coaches and have them break us down, and we'll break our defense down. All that good stuff goes on during the bye week. Uh, as a player, you feel like, boy, this is our identity. You know, these are the things we do well. All your experience in the league, do you feel like there's I, – I know what our identity is and should be in the second half of this season offensively? Absolutely, and I think we've shown a lot of that in in, in some of these, you know, early victories. Um and, you know, that being said, we're, we're going to need to remain to be fluid. You know, if you can put in something new that teams haven't seen, especially here in the last half, last quarter of the season, to gain, a, you know, even a minute competitive advantage, maybe get a big play, explosive play. But we're going to see, you know, that, that's something that, you know, our coaches do very well. And as players, you have to be able to execute that. But I think we're going to have our core. Our core is in. You know, we've shown who we are and what we are. I think players and roles have declared. Obviously, that'll continue to be a situation of need, and you know, guys will be stepping up throughout the year. But I think we know, you know, who each other are too, and we have worked pretty well together. So all that's going to need to culminate in you know a, a two-month period of success, high execution, high energy, and and finish with victories. You've been uh, with. Super Bowl teams, one Super Bowls. You know what it feels like when the offensive line is in rhythm, in sync. You feel like this offensive line, you can have tremendously skilled players at, at every position group, but if you haven't played together, it takes a minute. It, it, it does. It's just, that's just the nature of the beast. You feel like this group, though, is starting to get there, Ted, where, you know, you're really feeling like, man, yeah, we're five as one right here. We're five playing like one. We're a fist. We're getting after. We're here. We go. I do, and I think that one of the things you just mentioned—five people playing as one. One of the tenets I believe in in O-line play is to see the game through one set of eyes, and I think we're all doing that right now. Um, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to Alex Kappa. Uh, his football knowledge, his execution. Obviously, he's he's been playing the best football of his career, um, which has been huge for us, but. To have him out there with me, it's a second set of eyes, a second, almost like a second center. He's very, very knowledgeable. He knows this offense. We can, we problem solve together. And, you know, Cordell is a rookie learning, but is also, you know, learning very fast. His trajectory has been great as far as being able to know what to do without 
being told what to do in a situation perhaps that was unscouted, just kind of, you know, having a feel for the offense and how we do things. And, you know, I, I always got to give a, a shout out to Jonah Williams and, and Lyell. They're playing great. And, you know, this team is, you know, we're on an upward trajectory and we need to keep going and need to even accelerate it more. But, you know, as an O-line, we take it very seriously that a lot of that stems through us. We have the most guys in the field at one time. Um, and, you know, we take that very seriously. So was there any point during the game? Joe, Joe's an emotional guy. He's an excitable guy. Uh, did Joe Mixon at any time come back to the huddle and was like, yeah, boys, we got this bad boy. Let's go. Let's roll. Was Joe all fired up? Right. He was. <laughs> he was. And he offered us to spike the ball. So Cordell took first dibs, chugged it, and then spiked it. And then, uh, you know, I got my first spike in my career that day. So everyone was – he was sharing the love. And, uh, you know, I was really happy for him. Obviously happy for this offense. So, uh, you know, it was fun to, you know, be able to celebrate like that in Paycor. It was 30 minutes of really just all scoring. So – uh, that, that was a lot of fun that first half. And when you guys run the ball like that, up under center, you know, running the ball and then play action pass off of it, and then get that screen game that you guys were utilizing, I mean, at that point, it's like Carolina's heads are like turned and spinning, like what, what, we're, I'm getting blocked from all angles. They're attacking me from every, what's going on? I mean, that's, that's an unbelievable feeling. There's no doubt about it. When they are totally on their heels and their heads are spinning, boy, <laughs> you, you can do anything. You know, it's almost like an offensive coordinator can, you know, just go ahead and whatever I call, you guys are going to run it successfully. That's what goes on. No, that's what it was. And that's, you know, something we always need to strive to. Obviously, that's not going to be the outcome on every drive of our season. But if we continue to practice, prepare, and execute on game day like that, um, you know, that's going to be the result. So very happy with that. We get to go into a break feeling good about ourselves. And, you know, not go the total opposite way. Like last week we were saying no moping. Now it's like, you know, we have to temper our excitement, which is, I think is nice to have a break. Come back refreshed. Know we can do things because confidence stems from performance. So now we're going to be confident going into games, knowing that we can, when we perform well, we will win. I had a, uh, a coach in high school that I really respected. And this guy taught me a lot of football and, he was a big influence at a very young age to me. And he was the first one to say this. I heard it, heard it at every level afterwards, but this guy's like, you know what, Lapham, I'm telling you, man, as a team and you as an individual, you're never as bad as you think you are. You're never as good as you think you are. You hear me? You hear me? That's just football. That's just the, you never know. You're never as bad or you're never as good. Just keep working. Cause, and he's right. He was right then. And, and it's, it's a truism. You know that, but that's that's what makes the game so challenging, so enjoyable, so everything, isn't it? It is, and what makes it so popular, it's very hard to do. Like we said earlier, a lot of the, you know, the publicity of the NFL. It's you know, it's I mean, this country's most popular sport. It's a yep. uh, really an honor to be a part of. I've been an NFL fan, historian, collector my whole entire life. I've loved it, um, and I know you know a lot of people who do too. So. It's really fun to be a part of it, and um, yeah, you are never as good as never as bad. There's always someone gunning for you, so that's why you gotta you just keep rolling. Yep, stay stay level headed in your approach, and uh, you know prepare the same way every week like you have for so many years. You're a great example for this uh, for this football team, and this this we've talked about it in the past, Ted, and it's so true though. I mean, this football team, the two things that I think every good team that I've been on. 
and every bad team that I was on either had this or lacked this, and that was respect for each other across the board and trust across the board. The good teams had both of those. The teams that struggled, uh, struggled in those areas a little bit too. And we've been building trust, you know, and earning your teammates' trust is a big part about coming, and that's one of the things I really wanted to do early on, you know, here is earn these guys' trust. You know, you can – you can say all this stuff and, and do whatever you want. If your teammates don't trust you, ultimately it's not going to be very successful. So we do have a ton of respect, a ton of trust. And, you know, I'm excited for, you know, where the season's going to go. It's going to be fun to see everyone after the break. It'll be good for probably all of our relationships to get a second away from each other and get to hang with our families, do some of the things, some of the chores that you put in a drawer because you can't focus on anything else but football. And for example, I have to, I have to plug this, Dave. I'm sorry. We launched the CincyHat.com today. Ah, like yeah. it. So uh, like a it. lot of people have been asking me how to get these hats, um, and now we're gonna we're gonna sell them on on a website, the CincyHat.com, and all proceeds benefit the Village of Marici, which is a uh, adult living facility in Indianapolis that provides independent living and services to adults with developmental disabilities. So. Um, the one of the one of my visitors from this past weekend was one of my best friends. His mom started this really? uh, back. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I've been involved for about seven years now, and uh, we do all sorts of stuff. Um, the village is amazing. I, I I can get you the numbers. I think there's 200 villagers right now, so it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, give me your information on that. I'll try to get it out to as many in, as many uh, media platforms as I can, and and that, I. I just even more respect for you using your platform to do good for other people. I mean, that's what it's about. You've made a huge impact in a very short period of time, not just with this football team, but with this community. And that's, that's a tribute to, uh, to who you are and what you're all about. There's no question about that. And I, I, I just marvel at, uh, at your consistency of, uh, of energy and enthusiasm on a daily basis, man, you bring it. You love football and you bring it every single day, no matter what. Well, thank you, Dave. You got to. And that's, you know, that's how I've been able to have some success in this league. And, you know, that's just something I believe in in life, too. High energy guy um, and having a lot of fun playing football. 29 years old, still get to play football uh, is, uh, you know, it'll never be lost on me. I'll never just go in thinking that this is, uh, you know, a normal situation. So very grateful for this opportunity. And, uh, you know, here we go, enjoying the bye and going in a big stretch. And let's see how good we are in 2022. Can't wait. Here, here, my man. Appreciate you very much. And I really do appreciate you carving time because, you know, your bye has started. And that was the interesting thing, too. Uh, final thing is your guys' bye started before the game ended. You got up so so much that guys could rest during the, down the stretch of that football game. So the bye actually started while you were playing your last game. That, to me, that was like, oh, this is great. Got oh, it's so great. I mean, that was the first time in my career that's ever happened. You know, early on in my career, I was the guy going in in those situations. So yep. uh, it was kind of a cool milestone for me to start. Yeah, to start a bye week. Like, that's a good point. Yeah, it did start. And uh, for the fourth <laughs> quarter, got some of the younger guys in there. And, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Great day at Paycor. We need to have, you know, many more of them. That's great, though. It comes full circle. You were the guy that went in. Now you're the guy that's uh, getting the rest. It came full circle for you. you got, you've got you had a brilliant career. It's not over yet. Let's go win a Super Bowl, my man. You're the best. Dave Laughlin here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, 
I realized self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.